welcome back to the Entertainment Goes Pop podcast, where all things entertainment cross over with all things pop culture, talking about TV, movies, music, sports, video gaming, anything pop culture related. All of it is fair game to talk about on this podcast. On this episode, it's all Big Brother Canada 9 as the finale aired tonight. Great finale, and let's get right into it. What a Big Brother Canada 9 finale tonight. So, so, so good. Um, wow, this is really, this is the most excited I have been about Big Brother in a very long time. And it's, you see it a lot in the Big Brother community too, because I see so much excitement even on Twitter and just the whole Big Brother community was so excited about this finale tonight to where it just felt like we had a group of players here that have gotten to the end of this game that were all playing so hard. Now, were they making the smartest of moves when they're playing hard? No, they were not. <laughs> But they were, but they thought they were doing what was right for their game, you know, and they were just all playing so hard, and they all wanted to win, and there were so many players here toward the end that when it was just looking so bad for them, and that they maybe didn't have a case to win the game, they started winning competitions and started building their resume. Every single one of these players. They got to the final four here. You know, I'm backtracking a little bit because tonight's finale was final three. But the final four, I mean, I mean, you go back to final five. I mean, you can go back several. You know, they all had resumes of that they could win this game. You know, and that's what has been so awesome about this season. I've just loved it so much. So I'm going to backtrack, and we're going to go backwards to where I left off with Big Brother Canada recaps. And this was the fake double eviction. Now, again, remember, this was where they did the twist, where they tell the house that it's going to be a double eviction. It's not actually a double eviction. They send the first one out, then they do the whole double eviction like it would be normally, and they vote somebody else out. Now, both of those players that were voted out on that fake double eviction night got sent to the HOH room where they were hidden away and put in seclusion there to where they're going to get to compete secretly at first. You know, that's where they were sent away, sent away secretly there to where they can get back into the game. Now, later, the house is told hey, it was a fake double eviction, and Arissa fills them in on the news. They're all in shock. We have Tara and Jedson competing here to get back in the house. And it was super frustrating that night because it, this, this was such a backlash among the Big Brother community to where we just had like the highest of highs of moments here to where the drama is just thick to where... Jetson has went out of the house. His alliance turned on him. They sent him out of the house. Ty and Beth, you know, and Kiefer, you know, that he's he's out. 
And then they send Terra out as well. And we just have such like a built-in storyline here of like, oh my goodness, when Jetson gets back in this game, what's he going to do? His alliance turned on him. He's going to come back in this house with a vengeance. And so we had the moment of, you know, the show ends. We see the competition about to start with Terra and Jed. And Arissa's like, yeah, there's not going to be any live feeds till after Monday's episode. And we're all like, what? What? Are you kidding me? So it was frustrating because we were all seeing it as when Jed comes back in this house and he's coming in here with a vengeance, we want to see this. We want to see this play out live. And we're not going to be able to see it. And by the time the feeds come back in on Monday, we're going to have an HOH. We're probably going to have a veto. We're going to have all this and everything's just going to be chill, calm, and nothing's going to be going on. And we've missed all this on the feeds. So we get to Monday's episode and it ends up very anticlimactic as it just the storyline is there. To where Jed's coming back. There's no way Jed loses this competition. He's going to be on a mission. He wants to get back in this house. And it looks that way for a while through the competition. The competition is to where they're, they're, rolling, they're rolling a ball down this ramp. They have to run up a ramp. And they have to land it up there on the flat. But they can't, the ball has to sit up there on the flat. It can't roll off. If it rolls off, you've got to start over. And you have to land three balls up there on that flat. And it ha- they have to stay there. So this is a pretty hard competition. Because you're having to, you know, you're in a pressure cooker situation here. To where you're pinned on time here. To where you're trying to beat this other person. So, Jetson is looking great as this competition is going on. He lands two up there. And it's like, oh, well, he's going to win this. And actually, they show the competition in the house. To where they're getting to watch it. Where they're told, hey, you're going to get to watch part of this competition. You're not going to get to watch all of it. So they're all watching and they're all just on the edge of their seats. Like, oh my goodness, how, what's going to happen here? And they're all like, well, Jed's going to win this. He's, he's got it. He's going to win. And, you know, he's got two up there and it goes down. And all of them in the living room are like, no, are you kidding me? No, we don't know what happened. Oh my goodness. So they're all... Surely thinking Jed's going to win this. Jed's got it. That's what we all thought watching. Then we have the moment to where he throws his third ball up there and it nudges the others and it knocks them off. And he's back at zero. It was just a crushing thing to watch where you're just like, oh my goodness, that would be so frustrating because he had it. And he rolls that third up there and it bumps the others and it knocks them off. So now Tara's back in this, and Tara makes a run, and Tara wins. She makes just a monster comeback and wins this. So, and it was just so such a funny thing from like a show perspective, because you have to think the show 
desperately wanted Jed back in this game because of the built-in storyline that we had where it's like his alliance turned on him and here he comes back in and he's going to try to win. And that's not what happened. And Tara comes back in. And at the time, I was just like, man, you talk about deflating everybody. Because we were all pumped for Jed's return. And then it's like, and Tara's back. (laughs) Because we just thought, well, it's just going to be a repeat of last week. To where it's like, okay, a lot of times when somebody comes back in the game in like a buyback competition, um, the same person just gets voted right back out. That tends to really happen in the history of Big Brother. So we get the we get the reveal of you know the house is told okay here's here's your returnee and the door goes up it's like a big large garage door looking thing and it goes up and they're all just like peeking under like who is it who is it and Tara walks through and they are just stunned like the reactions are just huge like you have got to be kidding me how in the world, like, how did you win? It's like, Jed had that one the last we saw. Just, the reactions were huge. It was hilarious. It was great stuff to watch. So, of course, Tara's like, right, you voted me out. You know, I'm back. So, Tara's now looking for a vengeance, too. So, we get to the HOH competition here. And Brayden wins the HOH he puts up Tara and Beth for eviction, and then Braden wins veto, keeps the nominations the same. Braden takes out Beth. This was a huge move, taking Beth out of the game. And, um, I mean, Braden, you know, one thing that's been a lot of people have said about Braden was that he wasn't winning competitions, that people were just kind of seeing him as just kind of floating through there. No, Braden's winning competitions now. This was a big statement week for him to where he won the HOH and wins the veto to where his nominations and what he wants to do stay the same. And we have to remember here, Braden is aligned with Ty here. They've, they've been a duo, kind of a, kind of a low-key duo is kind of what they've been. They haven't really showed it as much on the show as it has been on the live feeds. And of course... As we get to this point, they have to start showing it on the show because it doesn't make any sense story-wise. It's like, well, how, you know, they're aligned. We have to know, you know, that they are aligned on the show. So that clued in the viewers there. So we get to the final four here. And this is what's kind of funny about the whole thing is that when they did the fake final four, Beth was just like, we're final four. She's going crazy. It's like, and she wasn't really final four. <laughs> she uh, She didn't make the final four. So it was just kind of like after that big celebration she did, it was like she actually wasn't in that real Final Four. So we get to the Final Four HOH here. Ty wins HOH. Another big win for him doing this this late in this game. He puts Tara and Kiefer on the block. So what's going to happen here? And you know that Kiefer has been somebody, of course, you know, tie in that alliance. You know, they tried to take out Kiefer earlier in the in the game, and they had him. He was out the door, you know, and then things flipped on that last that last moment to where they kept him, which was just a crazy, crazy week. So we get to the veto competition. This is a very cool veto competition. It was a superhero kind of veto comp to where the first part is to where 
they have to answer questions. You know, it's like they're in this, uh, kind of reminds you of like a superhero detective kind of deal where they're all in a room and they have to answer all these questions. And when they've got it, got it all right, you know, they'll, the phone will ring and say, congratulations, you, you have accomplished your goal or whatever the line was. It wasn't anything like that. But then they move on to the next competition, which is, this is basically like the superhero part here to where they're all in their superhero costumes. They go into this spot to where, and this is interesting how the strategy played out here because it was all over the place. So they come through a door and they look and there's a, there's a wall in front of them with numbers, numbers and the numbers are colored. They're different colors and it's like a puzzle wall to where they're basically just going to go through this thing and go on to the other side. The first person that we see do this is Tara. Tara looks at these numbers and she goes, okay, I, she's like, I need to kind of ease myself through this because I may have to come back through here and look at these numbers. So this was a major thing that she did right there. So she, her strategy is that she's going to go through at the bottom. She's going to try to make the smallest hole through this thing to where when she has to come back through, she looks at it. So she gets through and then what you have on the other side is where you've got to take these numbers and you've got to use them and line them up in a code, basically, and get it all right. So Tara just pretty well rocks through this competition. She does really awesome. Now, the rest, not so much. But I thought Tara had a great strategy. I was like, this is really paying off. Braden, I think Braden was the next one. He he comes in, and he just looks at the wall and just blasts through the wall. And then he sees what's in front of him, and he goes, Uh-oh, I probably should not have done that. I, I think I needed to know what all those numbers were. It's like he didn't even think. It was hilarious. And so when you bust through that wall, you've got to, if you don't know your numbers, I mean, you're going to have to make return trips to see these numbers. So he goes back out and he has to put this wall back together, basically like a puzzle, and get these numbers back right. So this immediately affected him. They all basically had the same situation to where they just kind of all barreled through this wall. And then they were like, uh-oh, we probably should not have done that. So Tara's strategy pays off here huge. And she wins the veto by a big margin. And she she just rocked this. It was good. You know, she wins the veto, takes herself off the... Well, she's going to take herself off the block. You have to remember, at the Final Four HOH, the veto holder has the biggest power in the house because they're the, they're the sole vote to evict. So Tara starts doing all kinds of talking here with strategy, going around talking to the other three on what she should do and what kind of deals she can get made. So she asks Ty, she says, what would you do? Whatever you say to me on advice here stays in here. And Ty's like, it stays in here? Stays in here. He's like, I would cut Kiefer. 
and it breaks my heart to say that, but I would cut Kiefer because he's going to win this game if he gets to the end. So Tara talks to Braden, and she says she uh, asks him, you know, would you cut Ty if, if you had to or if I needed you to? And Braden's like, yeah, of course I would cut Ty. And I mean, it's like, of course he's going to say that. It's like, that's what you have to say. If somebody, big brother strategy, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, would you do this? Or would you, me and you, final two, you know, just whatever this person pitches, you always say yes. You never say no. So it's like, would you cut Ty? Yes, of course I would cut Ty. And, you know, Braden later says, it's like, of course I'm lying. It's like, I'm aligned with Ty. That's what he said in the DR. It's like, I'm aligned with Ty. No, I'm not going to cut. I'm not going to cut Ty, but I'm going to tell her I will, <laughs> which is what you got to do. You know, that's what you got to do. So now Tara talks to Kiefer and she's talking about, you know, the parent angle. She's talking about how, you know, we're both parents, you know, that, yeah, just this big spiel on, you know, that we're both parents like for one of us to win or blah, blah, blah. But she asked Kiefer, she said, would you hate me if I cut you? And Kiefer's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would. But I get it. I get why you would. And, you know, Kiefer, you know, says, I never should have cut you in the double eviction and I messed up and that was, that was my fault. And so when we get to the veto, of course, she uses the veto on herself uh, Braden goes up as the other, the other nominee. Of course, he's the only option. Uh, Tara's the lone vote. She evicts Kiefer. Kiefer is out here. And that was a big moment, taking Kiefer out of this game, because there was pretty much all of them going back a lot of weeks, going back to when he was almost out the door before, there was a lot of concern that people thought that they could not beat him. So... This gets us to the finale. We have the three-part HOH between Tara, Ty, and Braden on who is going to win here. Part one is, this is a cool competition. All the competitions have just been really cool. I love Big Brother Canada and their, their uh, competitions. They just, they look so good. They're produced so good. And they're just, they're very just new and fresh. I really liked it. So this first part, HOH, is called Take a Lane. I believe it's, I think it's what it's called. Anyway, you take a lane with a hoverboard. And what you're going to do is you're going to stack these discs on your hoverboard. And you have to roll them back and forth. And what your end goal is that you're going to have to stack 60 discs on your hoverboard. And you have to roll these back and forth. You can only put five on your stack at a time. So you put five on a stack and you have to roll across. And then you can put five more and you roll across. So if you lose any of them, you've got to start over. You have to hit 60 total. So this, and they, here's the point, they give them four hours to complete this competition. And I'm like, okay, well, four hours. We get to the two hour mark and we still don't have a winner. And we're seeing how hard this is, you know, to where they're getting along. They have a huge stack and then it falls. And they'll get close and then it falls. So then we get to 
we get to the three-hour mark. Tara's hit 55, and she's moving really slow. She's trying so hard to be really careful here, and she still drops them. And frustration is just showing in her at this point because she almost had it. And they're all frustrated. You can just see how tired they are. So we get to a 10-minute countdown. Three hours and 50 minutes, they have been trying to do this, and they have still yet for any of them to complete it. Four hours expires. No winner. So we go to a sudden death competition here to where it's going to be a lowered amount of disc. You only have to put 40 on, and then... You can also now take 10 at a time instead of five. And of course, Braden is just feeling great about this because he says, he's like, well, I've had 40, not to how many times, and I, then I drop them after 40. So he's like, I feel like I can just go at a breeze here with 40. Braden wins part one. He does this and nails it. So that leaves us to part two. Tara versus Ty. The winner of this will go on to face Braden in part three. This is called Light em Up is the name of this competition where you're going to have numbered blocks above the questions. You're going to have, they're going to have questions about the season that you're going to have to answer. And there's going to be numbers, numbered blocks over here. And you have to take a ball and throw Throw at these blocks to where you eliminate the blocks that don't have the right answer on them. And you have to, you know, land and get them, get the ones that are right. So it's funny because Ty's talking about how, uh, he's like, I'm a basketball player. He said, I don't, uh, he said, I'm just, I'm not a baseball player, so I don't throw very good. Which I understood what he said because it's like, I play a lot of basketball. I was always a basketball player. You You'd give me something with a baseball. I've never been any good with that. It's like, give me a basketball, I can throw a basketball. But you give me a baseball, that you know the results are going to be very iffy <laughs> on, on how it's thrown. So, uh, so Tara, early on, she is struggling with her aim, but she's strong on her answers. But she gets to one point in this competition to where she gets hung up on one question and she is really struggling, and she finally gets it right, but the time that it's taken her to get this is really going to come back to bite her. And Ty's doing very well early on, but he gets hung up on an answer too. So we're not seeing it. We're not, one, we're not sure on how that's going to play out. So we get to the results. 11 minutes and 41 seconds is the winning the winning time, and that is for Ty. I wish they would have told what Tara's tie was. Tara's tie, Tara's time was, but they did not actually give us the time. They only gave us the time for the winner. So Ty moves on to the final three HOH, and it's very likely here that we know this is the end of Tara because Braden's going to take Ty. Ty's going to take Braden. So. And Tara knows it too. Her reaction after is a lot of tears that she figures out. She knows she's she's likely done here. She knows they're a duo. So from here, we go to like a jury segment to where Anthony, we get Anthony from season seven, the runner up. He comes in and interviews the jury and just kind of gets their thoughts on uh, what they're thinking, which I didn't feel like we really got a lot of, 
it was just a very quick segment. I didn't feel like we really got a lot of opinion to where you really got a idea of where the results were as far as what they're thinking on who to vote for on how that you know on who would win or whatever if they had to vote for a winner. So there was like Beth was really kind of trash talking uh, Anthony when he first showed up, where she's like, "Where's Adam?" and I was kind of thinking, if I'm Anthony, I'm like, I haven't been in a jury before. And he kind of did say that at one point, but he didn't say it as like a shot at anybody. He just mentioned it, you know, like, I've, I've never been in a jury. I, you know, I was in the final, basically. You know, what, uh, you know, what's it like? You know, and he was just kind of generically asking that. But I think I would have fired back at Beth a little bit and kind of knocked her down a couple pegs, you know, where I'm like, Hey, I almost won the game. I, I never was in jury. You are. You know, I think I would have fired back at Beth a little bit there. Kind of knocked her down a little. But I didn't feel like we got a lot here. You know, we see that, uh, well, Beth at one point, she's, you know, said, what do you think about Ty's game? Beth is like, Ty is a floater, is what she come up with. And Victoria is saying that Braden's got her vote. So, and we also see that Beth and Victoria still are not getting along at all. So, we didn't get a lot from the jury segment, which sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So, we get to the part three of the HOH. It's a very cool production here, as they're going to go into this competition. They do it in like a comic book graphic novel style to where... You know, they're mixing in video images into the pages of this book. And it looked really cool where it's like, Tara can do nothing but wait. And they've got like that caption there on like a comic book, you know, uh, text there. It was just really cool how they did that. I thought that was really awesome. So just their production is just really cool on how they do some of these things. And so we get to the part three HOH. It is... Another competition on the season, questions being asked. We get tied into, I believe they had seven questions, and they were tied going into the last question. And Ty wins on the last question. He wins part three. He now chooses who to evict. So Ty makes his decision. He gets up, makes a speech. He says this season is all about diversity and inclusion, and he wants to make history to have a black person win this season. So he evicts Tara, keeps Braden, and we've got a very big historic moment here with Ty and Braden as the final two, two black men here in the final two of Big Brother Canada. Just very awesome. This is a very big historic moment for Big Brother here. And just an awesome thing. And, you know, we've got two very differing games here as far as, like, Ty has never been on the block all season. You know, and that's kind of one thing that they even pitch in their speeches on, you know, like the jury questioning how, you know, they, uh, how they got here, all that stuff. And Ty, you know, he's never been on the block all season. And that's a very low, like, exclusive list of people in Big Brother history that have never been nominated and have gotten to the final two. 
Whereas Braden brings up, hey, I, I was nominated five times, but I never got one vote on me all those five times. So that's one thing he brought up. And they just had very differing, like, well, for one, like Ty brings up in the jury questioning where he's like, I, you know, Beth goes at him. She's like, I have no I have no plan to vote for you to win this game. Change my mind. <laughs> he's like, okay. And he went and he's like, I've been, I've been loyal. I've always been honest, which he hasn't been loyal and honest because he kicked Beth out basically and Jed and, you know, it's so, and she brings, I think it was her that brought that up about the, yeah, I think that's how she pitched it was the jury management, which one thing that a lot of people have brought up about Ty is that Ty's been very vocal during the game that he cared nothing about jury management, didn't care about how people went out, what they thought. And jury management is a very crucial part of Big Brother because if you just backstab people like crazy and then send them out with no care in the world about it, they very well may not vote for you in the end. So you really have to figure out how to baby these these uh, ones that are evicted to where you know you know you want them to come back and vote for you in the end. So Beth wasn't having <laughs> what he was what he was going with, but they just they had two. I thought they both did very well in the jury questioning. I thought Ty was great. I thought Braden was great. And their final speeches, I thought their final speeches were great. They both pointed out what they'd done in the game, their strategies, and both of them really deserve to be there. It's it's kind of like, that was the thing I had with all of them as they got deeper in the game. You know, Tara was just kind of there for a while, but the thing is, then it got to the point where Tara was about to get evicted every week. And when she had to win, she won. She saved herself with that veto so many times and kept herself in this game. And Braden, you know, he gets to the end of the game. He'd been not winning a lot of competitions, just kind of laying low. And when it gets later in the game, it's just like, here's an HOH win. Here's a veto win. Here's this. And he just starts winning competitions. So they they each had such a great uh, argument on how to win this game. So from here, the voting happens, and we get some fun segments with the reunion stuff. We get all the returning uh, player, all the returning players, the pre-jurors, which are all virtual. They were all virtual because they, Arissa mentioned, you know, they're all out of the Big Brother bubble. So we've got to, we can't have them coming back into the bubble, you know, with the pandemic restrictions, especially in Canada and that, uh, there in that city, it's, it's pretty locked down there. So we're just thankful that it all played out fine because we know how things turned out last season to where, you know, the season got shut down. So we get a lot of fun segments with the reunion. They show them a lot of fun footage. And that's always fun for them to see these things. A lot of good video packages. And then we get to the vote. So it's the first to four votes is going to be the winner. I really had no idea how this was going to turn out. I could see either one of them winning. And I felt that way about 
all of them, the whole final four, the final three, it's like any of them can win this game. It's like I could see the jury going for any of them. So we get to the first four votes here. Victoria votes for Ty. Rohan votes for Ty. Tina votes for Ty. Jedson votes for Ty. That's four votes. That's all it that's all we need. Ty is your winner of Big Brother Canada 9. And he comes out. We're used to the confetti in the U.S. It's like, no, in Canada, pyro. We have pyro on the stage. This is really cool. So I don't know. I'm curious to see. Arissa said what the votes were. She kind of worded it. Kind of confusing to where my brain really didn't click on it a lot. So... I think she kind of revealed what the other votes were. She said something about where Tara's vote went, but I didn't catch it. So I'd, I'd like to see where all the other votes went for sure. We know those four went to tie, but I'd like to know for sure where all the other votes landed and see what the vote count was. And like I said, maybe Arissa did hammer that and it just didn't click in my brain. So we also get to the first time ever we have a Big Brother Canada favorite player vote. This is the first time they've ever done this in Canada. Of course, they've done it in the U.S. You know, forever. But this is the first time it's happened in Canada for a $10,000 win here. And I felt like it was going to go to this person, and it did. Kiefer wins Canada's favorite player. I really figured out, figured that's who that was probably going to be, but... I would have liked to have seen them do like what they do with Big Brother US where they reveal the top three because I would have been very curious to see who else was in that upper tier with uh, fan favorites. That would have been very, very cool to uh, to see. So that's it. That is your Big Brother Canada finale. And it was just, just awesome. I just, I love this tonight. It was just, there was a lot of drama and it was just fun. It was just fun. And it was just such a fun finale for what has been such a fun season. Um, one thing I want to talk about before I kind of wrap up the whole season here and just kind of give my overall thoughts. Um, Feedsbot on Twitter. If, uh, if you're not following this Twitter account, you're a live feeder. You need to be. That's at feeds underscore bot. This is what you want to follow, this account, to where they tell you when the feeds go down, they tell you when the feeds go up, to where if you need to step away, you know, if there's a competition or something, or if it's just a down feeds time, you know, you know by following this account, the second those feeds are going to be back up, and they usually give the duration as well, where they'll say, well, they always do, they give the duration, but they put up some stats and this is brutal for how uh, they gave the overall stats for the season on how long the live feeds were down. And they had the live feeds down for 42.2% of the time of the full season of Big Brother Canada, which ends up being 24 days and 10 hours. And they have... 21.8% of that being sleep time, which is 12 days and 15 hours. One thing that has been really frustrating, like the Big Brother Canada live feeds are just really a mess. 
because they'll just cut the feeds for no reason at all. <laughs> or if something really good's going on where there's like some great conversation or big debate or some kind of big blow up, they'll just cut the feeds. And you're like, what in the world? But that is a significant, I mean, that's almost half the time, 42.2%. That's crazy. So, I mean, it's not just, it's not this way just in Canada. Big Brother U.S., goodness, last summer the feeds were down for just a monster amount of time in the in, uh, U.S. as well. But it gets frustrating when they, you know, pr promote it as 24-7 live feeds. It's like, and then people tune in and they get the shock of like, why are the feeds down? It's like, yeah, they're not 24-7 live feeds. Let me, let me just clue you in on that right away. <laughs> So that was an interesting stat, but if yeah, if you're a Big Brother live feeder, go to Twitter, follow at feeds underscore dot bot. Oh, not bot dot bot. <laughs> at feeds underscore bot. Follow that account. That's an awesome account to follow. So, overall thoughts on this season, just so good. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, Arissa Cox announced you know she's she's an executive producer here on this now and she said we're going to do a 50 50 diverse cast and this is what we're going to do and this is going to be awesome and we're all like yes let's go okay let's see how this goes and it worked out it was so good it delivered everything we wanted and more there are so many people that are arguing that this ninth season of Big Brother Canada is the best Big Brother Canada season ever. There are so many that are arguing that. I don't know where to place it. I know it's high, but there's so many other good seasons. Like season two has always been kind of looked at as like the top level. And then Big Brother five happened and then it kind of, kind of leveled right there too. And I see several, you know, talking about Big Brother Canada six. You know, there's a lot of people that really like six and six Sixth season was really good, too. There were a lot of great players in that season. So, I don't know where this lands, but I know it's upper tier. And, you know, this it just was really awesome. And, like I said, it was just a historic final two, you know. And it's like Ty is just such a great winner. Like, he he played so hard. And to where he was cutting his own alliance, <laughs> you know, because it was just like week after week. It was like, oh, okay, he's getting rid of Jetson. Oh, he's going to take out Beth, you know, and and just had no remorse to it. As far as on the feeds, now on the show, we saw kind of more remorse for it, you know, to where it talked about how it was just really, he was struggling with it, not wanting to uh, do this to them on a personal level. So, but yeah, Ty's just a very deserving winner. He played very hard, and I would have been happy with any of them. Like, the final four, I'd have been fine with any of them winning this game. Because they all played hard, and it was just, yeah. And that's one thing that has just been very frustrating with Big Brother US. And this is the most I have enjoyed a Big Brother season anything in many years the last big brother season that i just truly truly enjoyed and was glued to was bbott 
which was back in 2016. That was the online-only Big Brother that took place after BB-18. Yeah, it was after BB-18. And just loved it. You know, of course, it was it was a different casting director that, that uh, cast BBOTT, but that cast was so good. I loved BBOTT. And that is the last Big Brother season that I have just truly, truly enjoyed on the U.S. side, you know. Of course, Big Brother Canada, I loved BB Can 5, BB Can 6. But this, I think, it just... Big Brother U.S. has just been so frustrating to watch for a very long time. And it just, it seems like every season we're all pumped up. We're all excited about, you know, the season getting ready to start. Every summer we're just pumped, like, here we go. And then we're about two weeks in and we're like, oh, this season's terrible. You know, they're not playing. Like, nobody cares. This is terrible gameplay. Seems like. Part of them don't even want to be there. Some of them don't even know what Big Brother is as far as playing the game. You know, the recruits, you know, whatever. And it just seems like every year, and it happened last year with with uh, BB-22, which was supposed to be All-Stars. And I can't even call it All-Stars because, oh, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into that because it was just frustrating. And it just turned into last season BB-22 turned into just the majority group where they just form because big brother us what's happened is you just get in a big alliance and you just cut everybody else out that's what ends up happening every single time it gets really frustrating to where you just form the big alliance right away you put about 10 people in it and then you just cut the other six you know and that's what ends up happening seemingly every time and there's been a lot of just not fun moments in Big Brother US in the last several years where just a lot of just ugliness in the game and just unnecessary, you know, and it's it's really made it not fun at times. Not even just without the gameplay. A lot of times the gameplay is terrible. But then you get into like the personal stuff and that just takes so much of the enjoyment off of off of the season. It makes it so not enjoyable to watch. And I really hope, because it just feels like Big Brother Canada 9 has just put such a spark in everybody. All of us were just so pumped about this. And <laughs> we're all like up there on like the highest of highs here to where just like, this is awesome. You know, it just, it felt so good. And that's what I want to say. I want to say thank you to Arissa Cox, Big Brother Canada, for making us remember why we love this show again. Because there's been so many seasons, like I've said, where I'm just like, I just don't feel the love for this show that I used to. Where it, there's there's a lot of seasons where I just struggle to get through it. And it's like some of these seasons you get to the end and you're just you're just sticking with it through loyalty, you know, where you're just like, okay. And I've had some seasons to where last couple seasons to where I just quit watching the show and I keep 
keep up with what's going on with my live feeders that I watch, you know, with the recappers, podcasters, and I watch them and enjoy them, like the RHAP crew. I just would pay attention and watch them and keep up with it through them, but I'd actually watch the show myself because I'd get so frustrated not even wanting to watch it. And that's not how it's supposed to be, because I remember so many Big Brother seasons to where it would be over and you're just like, oh... You're just disappointed to let that cast go because you got so so much enjoyment from them and just loved them. And I don't feel like we get that a lot anymore. It's just like the show ends and you're like, okay, well, there it is. <laughs> you know? And I'm not gonna like especially when I'm talking about BB twenty two, I'm not gonna I'm not uh talking about all of them there was there were several in there that were trying to play the game and they just couldn't get anything done and we loved them for it and loved them anyway but you know it just they couldn't get anywhere and it was frustrating and i just feel like this season of big brother canada 9 has just brought such a love for big brother back into me back into all of these people that have just been so down on the current state of Big Brother. So now the question is, because the bar's set, like Big Brother Canada 9, there's so many times, like Big Brother Canada just so often just destroys Big Brother US in quality, and casting, just whatever, you know? And so now we're going to have Big Brother 23 coming up this summer. For the U.S., CBS. Step it up. Step it up, CBS. Let's go. Let's... Big Brother Canada 9 did awesome things here. Just... We had a house full of people that were wanting to play this game and wanting to win. And they did it. And it was awesome. And it was diverse. It was 50-50 diverse cast. And it was amazing. And we just had such a different group of personalities, and they wanted to play, you know? It was just awesome. I loved it. And now we just, we need this for Big Brother 23, because I think, and I said how this seems like this is the way it is every year. We go in excited, we see the cast, and then we get disappointed. We don't want to be disappointed. We want to get a cast that's amazing we want to root for them. We want to just get so attached to this cast, just like we used to. And to where when the season's over, we're disappointed. And we're like, oh, oh no. We don't get to see this cast anymore. We don't get to see them play, which is the way a lot of people are feeling about Big Brother Canada tonight. There's a lot of people that are in, like, mourning <laughs> that they're not going to get to see this cast anymore and get to watch them play the game and and be on their TVs and on their computers and mobile devices, you know, with the live feeds and all that. So, Big Brother 23, CBS, do this. Make this awesome. Like, evolve this game. You know, whatever you've got to do, make this interesting. Because it just feels like we're going through the motions a lot of the times with Big Brother US. It just feels like we're going through the motions Make this game fun. Give us just such a great cast. Do this. We want to enjoy this. We want to love this. And 
you know, it's like we're a fandom that loves this game and we want to see people play this game and play it hard. So, yeah, and it just feels like so many times, like Big Brother US just feels so overproduced with the TV show to where the TV show just kind of gets annoying to watch at times to where we just really, there's a lot of us that just, like, well, of course we watch the episodes. We've got to watch the episodes. But there are some that we just watch the live feeds because sometimes the show is so overproduced, especially with the DRs and everything, to where it's just annoying to watch a lot of the times, to where it just it's just too much, too much overproducing that they do with that show a lot of the times. It's like, just let it happen. Let it breathe, you know? Let these cast members, just let them show. Let them show themselves. And, because, uh, I mean, that's the way old school Big Brother was. Of course, it's, you know, Big Brother has evolved so much in the 20 years that it's been on, you know? But I got a lot more from the DRs back in the day, you know, of like the early days of Big Brother to where they just sit in there and they just speak for themselves. Instead, now it feels like you have producers giving them all these really flashy, catchy lines, you know, to where all these catchy one-liners for them to say, and it comes off so overproduced and fake. <laughs> you know, it's just like, just let them talk, because that's when we're going to learn what we've got with these players, because that's where that's where we fell in love with Brittany Haynes, to where she goes in the DR, and she's just this DR star of these one-liners and everything that she just says on her own to where we just fell in love with her you know and there's so many of the same will kirby you know all these different stars that we've had on the show to where we just let them let us see who they are you know instead of overproducing them and it just feels like the last i don't know how many years i mean going back to probably 16 17 i don't know to where it just felt like the dr changed to where just the whole like delivery of how they talk in the DR changed at a very certain time to where you noticed it. So let's just let's just hope for something good for Big Brother 23. We want good. We want to enjoy the show. But you know, and that we're all fearing that we're all gonna get deflated when we get to this summer. But you know what? Let's enjoy Big Brother Canada 9. For right now, let's celebrate this cast, celebrate this winner, celebrate the producers, celebrate Arissa, celebrate all of it. Because this show delivered, and it delivered big, and it gave us the excitement that us Big Brother fans have wanted for so long. So, that is what I have to say about the Big Brother Canada 9 finale. So, just an awesome night. I loved it. And congratulations to Ty, awesome winner. Congratulations to Braden, awesome final two. And just congratulations to this cast. They were awesome. I love them. That is it for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. Have a great weekend.